We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so your participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your Front Range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 167 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. We got a big show today, obviously, on the on the heels of some important news with the American Raptors joining Super Rugby Americas. Um, if you saw the episode of the, the title of the episode, track down American Raptors director of rugby Mark Bullock and the city of Glendale Mayor Mike Dunafin to talk a little bit about the change and the move and how long things have been happening and and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for that interview. Before we get into that, we're going to start the show with the breakdown. And the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. That's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So obviously starting with the American Raptors, I already touched on the news that the Raptors are joining the refreshed Super Rugby Americas, formerly known as the SLAR. And I don't have much more information to share with anybody uh, I know what's out there. I've just known for a little bit longer than the rest of, of everybody else has, I guess. Um, I've seen a few different versions of the schedule, and um, it's going to make for an interesting spring, but I, I hate talking about schedules and fixtures before they happen because they change so often. So I'd expect all of that stuff to be released in the next week or so because the season is right around the corner. Um, so the season gets started on February 18th. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, the Raptors' first preseason matches against uh, the Seattle Seawolves on February 5th. So things are moving quick. The players report on January 2nd. Uh, so we're really just about a month before things really get rolling. Uh, there's some news yesterday. Christian Osberg of the Austin Gilgronies has signed with the American Raptors. Um, and, and I've seen a lot more very valid questions about the construction of the roster heading into the competition. Is it all, is it still going to be based around crossover athletes? Um, all that good stuff. So I asked Mark Bullock about all that in the interview coming up. So stay tuned for that. 
Um, a lot of the other hot topic has just been about how you watch this. Um, and I've seen a lot of questions about that. And the new development is that all of the American Raptors home matches will be broadcast on AmericanRaptors.com. It still sounds like the matches played in South America, so that's the American Raptors away matches, and the rest of the competition uh, will be only be available in South America on ESPN Plus and Star Plus. If that bums you out, my advice to you is invest in a VPN. VPNs are perfectly legal in the United States. Uh, just get one, set your location to somewhere in South America when you're trying to watch these matches. Log into ESPN Plus. It'll pull the programming for South America, watch the matches. That's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to get around this little roadblock. And that's how I watched the NFL when I was in Uruguay. I had no issues. Uh, perfectly legal. I recommend doing that. If that bums you out, that's how you get around it. Uh, don't just be saddened by the problem. Try to solve the problem. That's how you do that. Uh, so that kind of that kind of does it for, I guess, the American Raptors portion of this breakdown. Obviously, a lot more to talk about when we get into the interview, and I'll go into a little bit more about my thought process and my kind of how I, I came up with the questions that I asked when we get there. Um, but before we do, oh, before I skip over that and jump into all the rugby you can watch presented by Wintergreen, I wanted to talk about this on last week's show, but I, I forgot to mention uh, congrats to Tommy Medeiros, former American Raptor. He also got drafted into the XFL, be playing for the Houston Roughnecks. So that makes four players uh, going to the XFL for American Raptors. So I wish those guys best of luck. Now let's jump into all the rugby you can watch presented by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oils and other therapeutic natural oils that help to soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensport.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. Uh, so we got the premiership rolling this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Catch that on Peacock. URC all weekend as well on Flow Rugby. We got top 14 all weekend on Flow Rugby as well. Those are the three competitions I know running this weekend. If I missed any, I'm sorry. Uh, it's bowl season though too, so you got plenty to watch. College football playoffs. So mixing some rugby into your sports viewing weekend. I know that's what I'm certainly going to do. Uh, and it's going to be an awesome weekend. Now let's jump into the interview portion of the show. Uh, interviews with Mayor of Glendale, Mike Donovan, and American Raptors Director of Rugby, Mark Bullock, are brought to you by Card Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit GuardLab.com. So I reached out to both Mike Donovan and Mark Bullock because they've both been working on this move to the uh, Super Rugby Americas for a while now. Um, I, I reached out to them on very short notice. This, these, both of these interviews came together within a matter of hours. Uh, so I tried to gather up some of the questions that I've seen on social media. There has been a few constants. Um, and asked them to each person respectively. Uh, so obviously ask roster-based questions, Mark Bullock, um, and, and just more timeline-oriented stuff to Mayor Mike Donovan because that's who's been working on those respective issues. Uh, Mike was on vacation. Like I said, these came together pretty short notice. So he was out of the country. Uh, so I really do appreciate him giving me a couple minutes of his time to chat about the change because I, I do a podcast. And the last thing I'm thinking about while I'm on vacation is doing a podcast. So I uh, appreciate his his time and flexibility. And he, they both just let me ask whatever I wanted. So I appreciate that too. Um, and I really did try my best to ask the best possible questions I could given the news um, and the time frame I had to come up with these questions so I hope you enjoy the interview. I hope you get the information that you're looking to get out of it. Um, and if you feel like I missed something, please let me know because um, I want to make sure people feel like they're informed. 
Um, and so if, if you think I missed something, please let me know, and I'll do my best to get you an answer in some way, shape, or form uh, when I can. So uh, with that, please enjoy these interviews with American Raptors Director of Rugby, uh, Mark Bullock, and Mayor of Glendale, Mike Dunifin. All right, pleased to welcome onto the show Mayor of Glendale, Mike Dunifin. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Colt. Good to hear from you. I mean, we've got great news all the way around. World rugby is changing. Yes, yes it is, and that's what I want to get into with you about. So, Mike, first question I'll ask. Uh, you're a crossover athlete yourself, played football for the Denver Broncos. You, you discovered rugby on a, on, a, on a boat trip, right? I believe that's the, the story. Um, so we're over two years into this crossover experiment uh, with the American Raptors. How, how, how do you think it's gone so far? Well, it's you're absolutely right. I did discover rugby by actually after the Denver Broncos trading my house for a sailboat, and I end up in the BVI. And what do they have in the BVI? A rugby team. Uh-huh. Well, I got uh, I got coerced. I'd like to say recruited, but that's not fair. They coerced me with a sing song and a drink up uh-huh. on a warship. Now imagine that. I said. No, I mean, it's a, what do I got to do to get on the warship and have a pint and sing with the boys? I said, you actually sing with your opponents? Of course. They said, you got to have a blazer. So my first question was, you're going to tell me you play rugby in blazers. He said, no, mate. You got to wear your number ones. Well, it was the culture of that game that attracted me so much. And I indeed went aboard the warship, the the HMS Cardiff. We played rugby against the Royal Marines the following day, and I was useless on the pitch. I didn't know a thing about the game other than big hits and stuff that Americans have to unlearn, essentially, when they play rugby after after football. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I became an absolute devotee of the ethos of the game of rugby. And that's what we see today. Now we are bringing this great game to former athletes who have played other sports, like in my in my case, football or gridiron, as they would say, basketball, track. And two years in, we have players now that are capped as Americans in sevens. We've got great players, the greatest, and they're learning the game of rugby after football. And you think about their usefulness. Yeah, those guys are washed up in the NFL at the age of 23. Well, that's the beginning of your sports experience. So the crossover experiment is an absolute success. Yeah, I would agree. And it's been really fun to watch. And we're, we're doing this interview on the heels of the next evolution of the program. Uh, the American Raptors have officially joined the uh, Super Rugby Americas. And... Uh, uh, how how important is it for the continued growth of this program to get back into a league in a league like Super Rugby Americas? The only way that you can ever perfect perfect what you you're going to become is through what I call collaborative competition. You shouldn't hate your opponent. You should revere them for what they can avail you of through this strange thing called competition that we ignore a lot today. You have to be tested under pressure. And the South American, just think of the Uruguayans, the Chileans, the Argentines. We're going to be tested under pressure. This is the next evolution of where we're going to go to become 
members of a World Cup team that, uh, frankly, get get out of pool play mm-hmm. for the first time ever. And that's because we've created the opportunity for Americans, South, Central, and North. We're all Americans, and we've agreed that the ethos of this game is the most important thing we can pass on to each one of our societies and to individuals who are going to come up in this game in the future. We are Americans, and we are going to become great rugby players. That's exciting. I'm excited to watch how this unfolds. Um, and I know that you and the rest of the program have been working on it for a while. So can you kind of give us a clue on how long you have actually been working on this uh, this project? Well, Colton, I could start with saying, how old are you? <laughs> I'm 28 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Since you were seven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, to give you some perspective, yeah. I think another another seven years I'll be pushing 80. I, you know, it might be time for me to hand it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But more specifically, Mike, the the conversations with with Slar and now Super Rugby's Americas. How how long has that been going on? I met uh, Gus Pigeot, I think the first time eight years ago, and we talked about this. One of the basic problems that we've had in the United States is competition, and competition has to be at a very high level. There is. There's absolutely no point in any sport or anything you do in life, actually, that it requires requires that you are tested. Mm -hmm. And not in the zero-sum sense where there's a winner and a loser. Because in, in rugby, we're all winners if we understand the ethos of it. So the first time I had that that conversation with Gus was seven or eight years ago. And we saw, and then Pino, we saw eye to eye immediately. And that has been the genesis of what we are now doing. This great competition for the development of Americans, the American rugby player, North, South, and Central. That's awesome. Uh, what do you admire, Mike, about the SLAR model and, and what makes the American Raptors a good fit for it and vice versa? The SLAR model has to do with the competition is paramount. And through the competition, the development of community is our goal. It is not about short-term gain. It's, it's only about the long-term effort associated with developing a society that has a commonality, just like the first time I went aboard that warship. There I am singing with the Royal Marines and, and, and having a pint. And these are the fellows that I'm going to challenge the next day. And they're going to challenge me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're left the same way we started with singing, with, com- with, with, with brotherhood, we're, we're, we're one people. And people need to understand that's, that's the world. We're one people. We're not a group of people divided by this skin color or this religion. Or We're divided by whether or not you are willing to do what it takes 
you test yourself and in the process be tested by other people. That's the commonality that we see. And, and Super League of Americas is going to provide that in a very big way because some of the greatest, take Argentina, you could arguably say they're the number three to five team in the world. This is what we're doing. And we, we invite everybody to join us. Come see what we're doing. Get involved with the cultures. When, when we have our opener, I believe it's on March 28th, we want every nation in Super League Rugby to come and wave their flags and sing together and participate in the festival that is the Americas coming together. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes. I can't wait for that day. It's going to be a fun day. And Mike, I know, I know you're on vacation, so I'll leave you with this one. What excites you most about this move? What are you most excited about um, as they get rolling here in a little under two months? I've never been involved with a more honest, sincere group of gentle people who are committed to the development of their own cultures through the collaboration with others. I've never, it is, it's thrilling to me. It's, I have to pinch myself to use a, a metaphor. In, in rugby, I should, I should say I have to punch myself. But it, um, uh, We found a home. Uh, the Americas has found a home. I want this to expand. I want everybody to become a part of the community of rugby because it changes it changes people yeah i know it's exciting times and i'm happy i got to talk to you about it for a little bit mike i really do appreciate your time i have to get you back on in person when you get back to town look forward to it colton thanks for all the great work thank you mike have a good day bye-bye all right pleased to be joined again by american raptors director of rugby mark bullock mark how's it going Hey, Colton, it's going great. Nice to talk to you again. Yes, you too. Uh, looking forward to this one, Mark. Obviously, a lot going on these last couple of days. Uh, so we'll just start with this move to Super Rugby Americas. Can you kind of fill us in a little bit on how this move kind of came together and how long it's been in the works? Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, November uh, 2021, um, we traveled down to Uruguay to, to play Uruguay and uh, have some competition down there. And, and leading up into that, we were having conversations with um, people in Uruguay about SLAR, Super League of the Americas, and, and what they were doing. And, and in effect, they took a, a model that we had set up for MLR when we originally set it up, which was to develop their national players. And that fit into the model that we've uh, evolved into uh, of trying to develop American players. So uh, we set that up and that started the seed, I think, for us eventually getting to this point where we're part of, uh, which is now Super Rugby of the Americas. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just mentioned a little bit, but I, I would assume that's what you like about the SLAR model, right? Is that the focus is on the development and that seems to be the case moving into this, this Super Rugby Americas. That, that seems to not have changed, right? Yeah, that's correct. One of the key factors with um, the South American competition is uh, their goal is to develop players that can then transition into their national teams. And that really fits the goal that we have. And their, their goal, their, their big goal is that teams from the Americas, and that would be South America, North America, 
are competing in the World Cup mm-hmm. and, and ultimately competing for championships. Now, we're not there. Argentina is, obviously. Yeah. But, but the rest of us aren't there. And so their goal is really about developing American athletes. So, you know, they're not bringing in people that are from Europe and New Zealand and so forth. Um, there's an interchange of athletes. Say uh, Argentine players might play for a Chilean team or for another team. And in fact, um, there are Argentine players that uh, will join us um, mm-hmm. because they're also working to develop, again, players for the Americas. So it meets a need for us and it meets a need for our league in general. Uh, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So uh, you already mentioned it. You went down, played in Uruguay. Um, you've played a couple different South American teams now. Uh, four or five by my count. What have those matches taught you about what you'll need to do uh, to compete in this competition? Well, that's a very good question. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, we've had uh, mixed results, but I think the key result for us was when we played the Argentine Jaguaris, uh, and they they spanked us really uh, well here in Glendale. And so, you know, we know what is uh, in front of us, and the task is... uh, is big. It's a big mountain, and, and you know we got to work our way up through that. So um, we're working really hard with uh, high performance uh, people, and also obviously with our staff. Uh, South America Rugby is also working with us in terms of their goal is to to make sure that we're a competitive uh, team in the league. Consequently, um, we've been availed to some uh, players from South America, so we'll. We've uh, signed a couple of uh, former Pumas uh, to play with us uh, and a couple of players from Uruguay. And Mm -hmm. so all of those players are competing and and they've given them a chance to compete with Glendale because they want to make their national teams for the World Cup because obviously they're they're involved in that. And so it just gives them opportunities to play. Uh, It gives us opportunities to continue to develop our players. uh, And it fits the goal of, of, you know, helping – our Americas compete in the World Cup. Right. And I know there was a, some mention in the, the press release that, that they put out last week about um, Colombian players being involved in, in some different ways. So is, are you going into this with kind of a relationship with Colombia or are those players kind of dispersed evenly throughout the competition? How does that work? Actually, that's a, another good question. Um, Colombia uh, financially couldn't continue to compete in the league uh, on Cafeteros, which is their team. Mm-hmm. And so in effect, we are uh, taking the place and actually coordinating with Colombia uh, to be part of the uh, Super Rugby Americas. So um, we actually uh, will be wearing uh, one of the badges of the Cafeteros because we're representing them as they uh, redevelop their finances and work forward to that. And then we will be looking to uh, the availability of Colombian players uh, to play with us. The challenge that um, is out there is uh, Colombian players have a very difficult time, our Colombian citizens in general, a very difficult time of getting visas uh, to the U.S. We're not really sure how that's going to work out um, because they have players that can compete, but they right now can't get into and get a visa to come to the United States to play with us. Oh, it sounds like some problems from the past <laughs> a little bit. Yes, uh, it, it definitely is related to that. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I wanted to ask you too about like a little bit about the roster construction. So 
Um, how will it be constructed? Like, how what percentage of these players will be crossover athletes? Kind of fit the model of this program. Um, and, and I can imagine you'll probably need some some true blue rugby players to compete in this competition as well, right? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about how you're constructing the roster? Well, in, in reality, the, the players that will be playing uh, for us uh, are no longer, in our view, crossover athletes. They, they are they've crossed people. over. <laughs> They're, yeah, they've crossed over. They're rugby players with limited experience. So we'll have uh, a core group that we've been working on developing. We'll have uh, players who have represented uh, USA rugby teams in university and or uh, also played in Major League Rugby mm-hmm. uh, that haven't had a chance or are not getting much play time. And so those players have, have been recruited by us. Um, and then we'll have uh, right now, it looks like that we'll have approximately six players um, that'll be uh, from Argentina. And as I mentioned, some of those players, you know, we've got some players that have one player has 100 caps uh, for his national team. Another oh. player has six caps for his national team. And so those players will provide us with um, what I consider the leadership that we're lacking and the experience that we're lacking. Uh, so they bring a little bit of extra um, knowledge to the game. I think in terms of uh, how the game's played and professionalism. And I think that'll be a benefit Um, with our true crossovers. Some of our players will be staying here in the U S when we travel to uh, South America and we have a four week tour at the start of the season down there, those players will be here and they'll be training uh, in case there's an injury. uh, And also uh, they'll have opportunities to compete here. Okay, that makes sense to me. And one of the other last things I want to ask you about, Mark, before I let you go, is uh, I haven't had the chance to ask you this. So Sarah Shabbat is now your head coach. You're obviously taking this endeavor with, with Shabbat kind of leading the charge. Um, How did you guys come to that decision to, to promote her to head coach? She had a very short interim reign. And uh, what have you seen out of her so far that, uh, that you've really liked? Well, among the things, uh, Shabbat and I go back a ways. Uh, one, in that I coached her in the U.S., in the U.S. on the um, Raptors team uh, when she played for us. And then I've had the opportunity to mentor her and actually encourage her to get into coaching as she was coming to that point in retirement. Um, And then through that time, she's uh, worked really diligently at coaching. Like when she was coaching with us to start things, she was also coaching uh, the local club, the Water Dogs. She was coaching uh, Colorado State University, and then she was helping out with the Gray Wolves women's team. So she immersed herself into coaching, and she is a detailed person. Uh, and so in observing uh, how she coaches, observing her growth, uh, watching her interaction with the players, um, she was a candidate who, if not being a head coach now, would be a head coach in the future. And we have an opportunity to, to get young people into the game coaching. Uh, so she was uh, a choice that we had. And uh, I think she's uh, a great choice. Um, the players are pretty excited about her being head coach. And, and she's continuing to work on her craft. So mm-hmm. we have her set up with um, coaches in New Zealand. And uh, so she converses with them once or more times a week in terms of the things that we're doing specifically and what she's doing in her position area. So we're really excited about uh, her growth possibilities, and we think it's a good choice. That's awesome. 
Last thing I'll ask, Mark, uh, how, just how excited are you to be be in this competition? I, I can imagine it's you, you just talked about it's kind of been a long time coming. Uh, how excited are you just to get back into this competition? Well, uh, uh, we're over the moon about it. We've been working on it really hard. There have been a lot of um, hiccups in the way uh, and, and a lot of roadblocks thrown at us. Um, and, and as we generally do uh, here is we just have – a view of where we're going to go, and we just keep pushing for it. And if you think about it, in uh, 2006, we put an ad in the Rocky Mountain News in the Denver Post wanting rugby players because we didn't want to recruit from any of the local clubs, and we started our club. And we had 25 players show up mm -hmm. uh, August 4th on kind of a rainy day, which is unusual in Denver in, in August. And that's the day we started this program. Uh, and we've gone from that crew of 25 players, five, five of who had never played rugby before, and to this point here where we're now in uh, a high-level professional international rugby that's mm -hmm. affiliated with Super Rugby of um, the Pacific. So, so we're really excited about it, and it's it's been a long time coming, but it's been you know kind of a goal moving forward to to be at the best that we can be, to compete at the best that we can compete at, and our goal has always been to allow athletes to play and participate at the highest level that they can get to. So our goal is to help them get to the level they want to get to. And for many of our players, they'd like to play with the U.S. national team. And, and we would like to be able to provide that foundation for them to do that. And I think competing in this league will give them that taste of what it takes to play at the highest level of hey. rugby in the United States and the world. That's awesome. I agree. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, Mark, that's all the questions I had for you. So pretty short and sweet. Um, I really appreciate your time. Beautiful, Colton. I appreciate talking to you. Uh, be happy to come back and talk to you any other time. All right. I hope you enjoyed both those interviews with Mayor of Glendale, Mike Dunafin, and American Raptors Director of Rugby, Mark Bullock. I uh, appreciate those guys for taking some time out of their busy days and on such short notice. And like I said, if you think I missed something, let me know, and I will get you an answer the best I can as quick as I can. Let's go ahead and move into the required reading portion of the show. Required reading is brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert Rugby is the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit worldrugbyshop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. Uh, there's been an interesting three-part series on American Rugby as a whole from Pat Clifton and Rugby Morning these last three days. Um, I, I've enjoyed reading through it, learning a couple of the new things I didn't know, um, and just getting a better understanding of, of the web that is American Rugby. Uh, and you can find all that on rugbymorning.com. Um, I recommend, as always, subscribing to the newsletter. It's super handy, packed with a bunch of good information. And if, if there's news going on there on top of it, they're, they're rounding things up for you. Uh, and really appreciate Rugby Morning. So subscribe to them. If you don't, you can uh, go visit rugbymorning.com, see their latest issues. That's where you can read these pieces uh, that I've really enjoyed by Pat Clifton. So go check that out. I'll link that rugbymorning.com in the article that houses this podcast as well as the description of the podcast. So like I say every week, just scroll down, click it if you're interested, um, and get some knowledge in your brain. Let's go ahead and move into the stat of the week. Stat of the week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. Uh, so this is the last holiday uh, stat I'll be providing 
we made it through the off season successfully. Next week we'll have some players to talk to. Hopefully we can start getting into actual some some rugby statistics. Um, this one's about New Year's. New Year's right around the corner. Uh, so I'm going to read you some statistics about New Year's. 38.5% of U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions every year. Uh, 59% of young adults, 18 to 34, have resolutions, which makes it the largest demographic every year setting these goals. 48% of people want to exercise more, making it the most popular New Year's resolution. All three of the top three New Year's resolutions are all health-oriented. They want to get People want to get healthier. People want to lose weight. People want to exercise more. That makes sense to me. Uh, 23% of people quit into the first week, and only 36% of people make it through the first month. So by, by February, those gyms start clearing out. And only 9% of people successfully keep their New Year's resolutions throughout the entire year. Um, and then that number significantly drops off as you get into year two. Maybe you have a different goal. You start making, you know, different plans. According to the article, New Year's resolutions date back to over 4,000 years to the Babylonians who celebrated their first barley harvest. And a lot of their goals were the same as our goals now. People wanted to lose weight, get healthier, start exercising more. Um, yeah, so I thought that was pretty interesting stuff. I failed on mine last year. I'm going to try to do it again this year. And I don't necessarily set, like resolutions per se I make a list of goals and I try my best uh, to hit those goals by by tracking my habits so last year I wanted to wake up earlier I wanted to read more so my, my goals were to read 12 books um, I wanted to wake up earlier uh, pretty much every work day so if I'm working that day I want to be up before 6 a.m. want to exercise for at least 30 minutes a day for um, I think three weeks of a month and there were some other things on there, some personal stuff, some other little things. Um, and I was going strong on those goals till about May. Then I got the flu pretty bad. That derailed my goals, which is what I've noticed usually happens with me. I go strong till I get sick for the first time that year. Once I get sick, it just completely throws me out of whack and I have a hard time getting back on track. So that's my goal this year. Excuse me. That's my goal this year. Pick up those habits again. Try to make it through. Uh, I'm going to try. I encourage you to do the same. And think about it. You got to put it in relative terms, right? If you're if you make it through the first week, you're already better than almost a quarter of the people that are making those goals. If you make it through the first month, you're getting close to you know almost half of the people that set the goals. So just take it a day at a time. Uh, try to do the things that are going to make you happier. Ultimately, this year, I'm going to try to do the same thing. That does it for the stat of the week. Let's go ahead and close the show at the loop, which is presented by First Bank. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. They believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Follow along on Twitter at the NVR underscore rugby at Colton Strickler. Um, obviously going to be a lot more content, a lot of different content, because uh, it'll be fun to cover a team in a league again, which obviously adds several different storylines into the equation. So much more to talk about, write about, make content about, and I'm excited to do it. I'm excited to meet some of the new guys that have come in every year. I look forward to that. I'm just looking forward to a good year of making some, some cool content um, and, and watching this interesting Super Rugby Americas project unfold. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm excited that the news is out. Um, and I just can't wait to get back into it and get working again. So thank you to everybody that listened this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I hope you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. Have a happy and safe new year. Um, we'll catch you all back here next year. 